Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 27th of January, 2024, as the Philadelphia Flyers will wrap up their pre-All-Star schedule with a matinee game today at 1230 against the Boston Bruins. It is Mark Recchi Hall of Fame Induction Day at Wells Fargo Center. And coming up in just a minute or two, you're going to hear a conversation I was able to have with uh, the newly enshrined Mark Recchi uh, coming up uh, from yesterday before the alumni game last night. Before we get into Flyers-Bruins and the game that takes place today, let me just talk about the alumni game last night. Sometimes the greatest theater and sports theater um, seems to be pre-written. And for that game last night between the Flyers alumni and the Bruins alumni, it seemed like the number eight was in the cards for pretty much the entirety of the night. And here's why. Mark Recchi ends up scoring the first goal of the game for the Flyers against the Bruins alumni. In typical Mark Recchi fashion, left-hand shot going down the right side, uh, that release on his off wing on one leg that we saw so many times in his NHL career. And in my mind's eye, when I think of Mark Recchi, it is going down the right side with that left-hand shot, and he gets up on his left leg, which is probably the wrong leg to be on, but for some reason, he could snap a shot from there. And being that it's on that left leg on his off wing made it really difficult for goalies to pick up, and that's how he scores the opening goal. He ends up with two goals in the game. Then in typical written-in-the-stars fashion, Flyers go on the the PK in the game because Scott Hartnell decided to use his glove as a bowling ball to try and knock a puck off the stick of a Bruins alumni player. And on the PK, Craig Berube, who was the coach of the Flyers alumni, puts out Patrick Sharp, who looks like he could still play in the NHL. Mike Richards, who was a great penalty killer in his signature Flyer moment, is shorthanded against the Montreal Canadiens in Game 5, and that goal he scores against Yarrow Alak. Uh, Kimo Timonen was on the ice. I'm not sure who the other Flyers defenseman was, but he puts out four of his best players, and wouldn't you know it, a two-on-one ensues, and Patrick Sharp threads a perfect pass to Mike Richards, number 18, and he puts it in for the goal, shorthanded, and then Donald Brashear, number 87, picks up a goal, and then, how about it, let's take it further. Number 88 scores a goal after a tremendous backhand feed from John LeClaire. The only goal that the Flyers scored that didn't have the number eight in it was when Patrick Sharp scored. He was number nine, and the Flyers end up defeating the Bruins. I think the final was six to two. Uh, but it was a really, really great night. Usually those alumni games, I've gone to a bunch of them, and you get about a period in, you're like, okay, I've seen enough. It's good. It's been nice to go down nostalgia and you know, relive some of the old faces and the old names and all that. Uh, But it was an entertaining hockey game. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, you can go on the Flyers' YouTube channel, check it out there. Brian Smith and I uh, took care of the broadcast last night. It was a lot of fun and uh, just a really, really great night of hockey. Got to see Joe Watson play his last game, and Joe out there spilling it like he always does, and seeing Ray Bork for the uh, Bruins alumni was really cool. Just such a good player he was. He was amazing. And uh, a really fun night of hockey. Uh, before we get to Flyers-Bruins today, Danny Briere, Flyers general manager, 
took care of some business yesterday. It was not an off day for the GM as he came to an agreement uh, with Owen Tippett and his agent to extend Owen Tippett's contract for eight years with an average annual value, a $6.2 million AAV for Owen Tippett. He gets over $49 million. Tippett, just tw- I think we forget this sometimes, Tippett's only 20, 24 years old. He'll be 25 coming up on the 16th of February. He's got 30 points this season, 18 goals, 12 assists, 30 points, 46 games. He's done that in. Um, he comes to the Flyers, of course, in that Claude Giroux trade. They have a number one a first-round pick from Florida, also as part of that compensation uh, for Claude Giroux. And Tippett is, I think he's a really important piece for this Flyers team going forward. And while you look at the six, the $6.2 million AV, you go, that, yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's right. That's a good number. That number's only going to get better because we have lived in this world since the pandemic hit in March of 2020. Now, geez, four years ago. Can you believe that? That's a freak show just thinking about it. But we've lived in this flat cap world since then. And it almost feels like we're numb to the flat cap world of the NHL. Well, we're going to get back to the real world of the NHL and a rising cap this offseason. And there's going to be some huge escalations in the cap. And that's 6.2 mil is going to shrink more and more, not in a 6.2 range, but more and more in percentage of the cap. And that's really the number that matters. And when you're locking up a 24-year-old player, will be 25 when the contract starts, for the prime of his career, and you believe in him, you know his makeup. We talked to Danny Briere last night. On the, on the broadcast of the alumni game, and he said he's a guy that wants to be here. He's a guy that wants to be a part of this group and be a part of this core, and they believe in him as a player. Um, the deal just makes a ton of sense. And again, that, that percentage of cap is just going to keep getting lighter and lighter and lighter over those years. And now you have cost certainty of what is an absolute core piece of this team going forward. Great to see that contract done. It looks like there's a deal done for Ryan Paling as well. There's an agreement on the contract. Hasn't been signed yet. Um, uh, Paling hasn't signed it yet, but there is an agreement on the deal. That'll be a two-year extension. So another piece of business that Danny Breyer was able to accomplish yesterday. All good news on that front. I'd like to get Owen Tippett back on the ice. Uh, I think we'll probably see him after the All-Star break. But... Great piece of business to get Owen Tippett done. And I think that the more you waited this season, the more and more that number was going to go up as Tippett keep playing well when he comes back. Um, so that's really good news for the Flyers moving forward. Now, good news today would be a Flyers win over the Boston Bruins. And it is not going to be an easy task. This is the, uh, the team in the NHL with the second highest points percentage. Uh, They're a team that, even though Patrice Bergeron retired, still one of the elite teams in the league. 6-1-3 in their last 10. Uh, Their record this season through 48 games, 39-9. 69 points. They're five points up on the Florida Panthers for the top spot in the uh, Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. They're good on the road, 14-5-6. And and the Flyers need to be better at home. Flyers at Hockey 500, 11-11-2 at home. Flyers have been much better on the road this season, 14-7-4. Uh, but the Flyers sitting right now in the third spot of the Metropolitan Division, three points back of the Canes, and the Canes have two games in hand. 
so that's been big. Carolina's been good lately, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Flyers 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Flyers sitting five points up on the fourth-place Devils, five points up on the fifth-place Islanders, and six points up on the seventh place, or sixth place, rather, Capitals, and Flyers sitting seven points up on the Penguins. Uh, Penguins and the Caps have each lost two, three straight, so the Flyers' four-game skid is mitigated a little bit in regards to those two teams, and the Islanders have lost their last two, Devils lost their last one, Carolina's won their last two, Flyers have lost their last four. So Flyers need to end this skid at four. They won five straight. Now they've lost four straight. Can they keep it at four straight and head into the break feeling good uh, to get some time off, get rejuvenated, get right back at it, and get back to the schedule when they return after the All-Star break against Florida on the road? Then they'll come home uh, for three games against Winnipeg, Seattle, and Arizona. So uh, not an easy schedule. It's going to be a push to the playoffs from when they return, but they've got some business to take care of coming up today against the Boston Bruins. Who leads the way for the Bruins when it comes to points? Like I mentioned, there's no Patrice Bergeron there anymore. In my view, what I've called the perfect hockey player. Uh, But the Bruins, they're a team that spreads it out. Obviously, David Pasternak is an absolute just weapon. And we've seen him inflect his pain on the Flyers uh, over the last couple of years. 31 goals this year in 48 games. He's got 69 points. He leads the way uh, for the Bruins. Brad Marchand's got 47 points in 48 games. I mean, the drop-off there from from Pasternak to Marchand is 22 points difference from 1 and 2. Charlie Coyle's got 41. Charlie McAvoy's got 31 in 40 games. James Van Riemsdyk's got 7 goals, 22 assists, 29 points in 44 games. He's playing over 13 minutes a night, and he's got 5 power play goals, second on or third, rather, on that team on power play goals. Uh, Pasternak's got 11, uh, and Marchand has seven. So Flyers-Bruins coming up today, and uh, it'll be Mark Recchi's induction ceremony uh, at Wells Fargo Center as well before the game. We're asking Flyer fans to get there at noon for the ceremonies and uh, enjoy that. Uh, Recchi going into the Flyers Hall of Fame, followed by the Flyers and the Bruins. Speaking of Recchi, I had a chance to catch up with him last night before the Flyers alumni game. A little nervous about the whole weekend and uh, the focus being on him. But here's my conversation with former Flyer forward Mark Recchi. It is Flyers Daily, and we're joined by the man of the, the man of the hour, the man of the week, uh, NHL Hall of Famer, now Flyer Hall of Famer Mark Recchi. Rex, how you doing? How you taking this all in? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, it's it's getting surreal now that I'm here. Um, you know, it's it's hitting me pretty good now, and. I'm really excited. Um, getting nervous now, <laughs> but uh, more nervous than when I play. So, um, but you know, this is uh, I'm I'm really truly am hum- humbled by this, and it's an amazing honor. And I'm excited about uh, number one getting in the dressing room tonight with the guys and having some fun and and having going out there and playing a little game and enjoying a few beverages after together, <laughs> and then uh, you know tomorrow get ready for that. You know. When you start your NHL career, your pro career, I don't think anybody, when they start it, goes, okay, I'm going to play over 1,600 games, close to 200 playoff games. That's how it played out for you. Was the plan along just to, you're a fourth-round pick, 67th overall, just to make play some pro hockey and see where it goes, right? Yeah, I was, I, God, I was hoping, geez, I just want to make it. And then once I made it, I said, oh, geez, if I get four or five years, this would mm-hmm. be unreal. And, you know, 22 years later, 
you know, I finally pack it in, but yeah, I, I, I never expected it. And, um, but I was determined and, and, you know, kind of willing to do whatever. And I love, love the game and, and it just kept on carrying me to, you know, to play more and more. Is it about part of it too, about avoiding the big injury to, to be able to sustain, I mean, 22 years, a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was very fortunate. I mean, I had, I had some concussions that I had through the course of the year that, that really was the only time I missed games for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, you know, I didn't miss a lot of games and, and I did avoid those big ones. I had some minor ones. You know, you have broken bones here and there. But, you know, you play through them, you do through through. I, you know, I, I hurt my knee, but I, you know, I did it in training camp. I didn't miss any regular season games. So I, you know, very fortunate and in, in the times of that and you know part of it was that I was I was pretty fit too and I was pretty ready for the season and you know I was a little my body type I was a little bit thicker too so I think that helped me were you a little ahead of the curve maybe in, in how you took care of yourself in off seasons how you prepared for seasons and stayed on top of your fitness in the season yeah well I, I knew what I needed to do which I really learned what I needed to do pretty quickly uh, as I got you know got playing and I knew what I needed to do to be successful and to you know that I was going to be able to do it um you know I I I tried different things a couple times and it didn't work and and just to to see where I and then I just basically from time I was 25 on I pretty much stuck to what I what I what I knew and what I needed my my body needed so working smarter not harder sometimes um how much did the game change from when you came in in 1988-89 to when you retired in 10-11 I mean it's almost like a totally different sport yeah it was it was totally I mean you know obviously it was the the clutching grabbing Mm -hmm. you know um when I first came in well not so much when I first came in it was really you know a you know intimidation game when I first came in uh, but a lot of you know there was still a high end skill, maybe not as much depth. Where then it became more depth, but then it became clutch and grabbing. They, you know that all of a sudden, you know, um, teams were playing these really tight systems and clutching and grabbing and holding, and that's why they changed the game for the better. And so it's more speed now. It's more you know, um, you know. I think it's it's I think it's a great game now where it's fast and. Um, there's still some physicality, which is, you know, still important. And, you know, you still need that. When you come back for your second stint, you come here initially, you get dealt. Um, I mean, all said and done, you played 10 years as a flyer. It, it, in some ways, it feels like 10 years. In other ways, it feels like, okay, it's two stints broken up. Yeah. Um, but when you come back and you get to come here again, what's that experience like getting to come back to this city and be a part of another generation? Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, and, you know... Um, I you know to come to be able to come back and be part of it and you know it was comfortable right away. I mm-hmm. mean it was still, I mean Clarky was still here, Homer was still here, you know Barry Henry, so it was still, so it was still comfortable, you know. And I was able to just step right back in and and you know obviously when you know the area it's easy and uh, we love the area. I love the area, you know. Um, so it was an easy transition and but it was. It was also awesome because I was a little bit of a different player back at, by that time too. I was more of a complete player, two hundred foot player that could, you know, um, you know, had some little bit more leadership qualities and and I, you know, I think it was a, a good, 
you know, win-win for both guys, both sides. Sometimes going to a new organization, you don't know where the showers or the bathroom are. Yeah. You're dizzy at that point. Yeah. But to come back here and go, I know where everything's at. Yeah. Is, and you know the mentality of the fan base. The, the fans treated you really good over the years, and you earned it from them. Is that one of the things you're really proud of as, as a Flyer player? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I got that asked that question about the pressure. I mean, I, I didn't feel it. I mean, I, I felt the push, but I never felt the pressure because, I mean, the, they only want the best out of you, and you know, I I felt I gave it my all every night, and I think they appreciated that, and you know, I appreciated them, and you know, I, I love how passionate they were. They're, it's a tremendous place to play. Um, I mean, that's I mean, there's no better. I mean, that's great to have that little that little push. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and I think it should drive you. And you know, there's nights. February, where it's like, oh man, I don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. Don't want to let my teammates down. Don't want to let the fans down. I got, we got to go here. Like, you know, you're tired, and you know it's a grind right now. And and but you know they're that sixth, they're that sixth uh, player on the ice with you, yeah. knowing that you know, hey, they're going to give you a little push. They're going to let you know one way or the other, mm-hmm. and uh, good or bad, which is great. And uh, you go out and do your job. And I think that's where you know I was very fortunate. That, you know, I, they knew I was going to be there every night for the team. Last question for you, and I love asking guys that have dedicated so much of their life to the game. You've given so much to the game, and I think the game's given a ton to you. Yeah. What has it given to Mark Recchi, this wild, crazy game of hockey where we chase around vulcanized rubber on skates? Well, it's, it's given me everything. <laughs> I mean, it's given me my, you know, my life. I mean, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm very thankful for the game of hockey, and, you know, we can't do it without the fans, and we can't do it. I mean, you know, they... You know, if we don't have the fan support, we don't get to do the thing that we absolutely love to do and, and the game we love to play. And um, so it's given me everything and, you know, everything. And, you know, I've been involved in, I mean, outside, I mean, in my 30 years, I think now somewhere around there that I've been doing something in, in the NHL. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's, I, I never would imagine it, you know, when I was growing up that, that I was, you know, that my livelihood was going to be, you know, playing hockey or being part of hockey yeah if you could have signed it up for it you would have a thousand yeah, times yeah. over rex congratulations on getting in the flyers hall of fame thanks for doing this enjoy the night i appreciate it thank you mark recchi playing over 22 years in his nhl career and just thinking about how much the game of hockey at the nhl level changed from when he came in around 1990 to when he retired in 2011 is a remarkable change it's probably changed four times in the period of time of his 22 years in the NHL. What a classy guy. What a great player he was. The wrecking ball. And he looked good last night in that alumni game as well. Uh, so thanks to Mark Recchi for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. And uh, also, congratulations, Rex, on getting into the Flyers Hall of Fame. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode. We'll recap Flyers Bruins tomorrow on uh, what will be a brand new episode of Flyers Daily.